And now, for the conclusion to the Board Game Snobs' first ever annual Board Game Snobbies Awards. Enjoy. Zao. I'm trying what? to appeal to our international fans. What does that mean? Who is that? What is that? I put in a Google Translate that's Go in Chinese. In what? Oh, okay. We're trying to. Oh, did you you watch Milan the other day? I did. And I was appalled to hear that one, you watched Milan, and two, that you had not watched the cartoon version of Milan. This is the Board Game Snobs podcast. That has been uh, rectumfied. Mm, tell me about it. Uh, Mulan live action. When I upon first watch, I was like, "It's a fine live action movie, kind of generic, same old, same old." She has the Force, big deal. Midichlorians, apparently. Chi, it's different. Chi. Oh, Midichlorians, apparently. <laughs> and uh, it was okay, but then Charade uh, is like, "You got to watch the cartoon." Jerry's like, "You got to watch the cartoon." I watched the cartoon. After watching the cartoon, then I'd be like, yeah, I could see how, like, if you've seen the cartoon first, grew up on it, the movie sucked. It was boring. It was lame. It was it was a blasé, just generic action, whereas the cartoon is funny. It's light. It's got musical numbers. I mean, it's just alive with character and emotion that the movie did not have. This is true. This is true. I don't know why they butchered it that way, because the... the the cartoon was all about this girl doing something noble, hiding who she was, but at the same time training and and proving that she can do whatever she needs to do. And and it was just a, it was both both an upbuilding show at the same time. It's funny. You had Eddie Murphy as a dragon. I mean, come on. Yeah, and her little great. her little companions that was in the army with her were funny, but. Yeah, that that was all gone in the movie. I don't know why everything now gets like grayscale cinematography. Like everything's just washed out colors, muted colors. And it's all, I think the freaking Batman Begins did all this starting. Let's make it realistic. Even though you have Chi in it, which is not realistic, but whatever. Darn you, Christopher, Christopher Nolan. I can't stand that guy. Him and his quality movies. Mm. His shows. His shows. Yeah. Quality shows. He makes some good <laughs> shows. Sh- makes, some great, makes some great shows. Anyways, this is our Snobbies Award. This is part two of our Board Game Snobs Game of the Year type awards. And uh, it's where we l- compile all the games that we played in 2019 and give out awards to the games that really deserve them. And stamp down the hype. Because we're anti-hype. Stamp down or temp? 
Tamp. 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 T A M P. Tamp. Tamp. T A M P. Like tamp it down. To tamp something. Tamp. Pack. Ram or pack down or into something firmly. You got to tamp it down. What are we tamping down? The enthusiasm. Are we st- oh, we're stifling enthusiasm. Let's stifle enthusiasm. I don't think we should. I think technically we should be hyping. Oh, we should, we well, should what did you say that started this conversation? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you keep talking about this. I was talking about Milan. We should tamp down the enthusiasm for Milan, that's for sure. Uh, uh, anyways, our first award. Wait, Do you, wait, you don't hold have on. Ban- hold on. Wait, you have banter? Hold on. Just real quick. Uh, this is something that I don't think you were aware of, but I found this on Apple News, and it was quite disturbing. Hey, uh, a man had clumps of earwax removed after 16 years of buildup. Mm-hmm. They were, it was tamped down. It was tamped down into his ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had a doctor who refers to himself as the Wax Whisperer. Sounds uh, kind of haughty to me. He addressed the ear blockage. Hello, ear blockage. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh, he said the patient had previous history of surgery. They removed a bone in the back of the ear due to infection. The doctor says it was comfortably the largest haul of earwax and dead skin I've ever removed from a single ear. The video showed the specialist excavating pieces of wax and dead skin. The typical procedure lasts about 10 minutes. This man's lasted an hour. That must have been very irritating. <laughs> Classic. Right. I was shocked by just how much earwax and dead skin I removed. It's like Rathatha. Rathatha? He's got a strange name. I'll just call him Earwax Whisperer. E-W-W. According to the Post, which know the audiologist admitted to becoming slightly nauseous after seeing the pile of residue successfully removed. <laughs> Imagine a doctor like removes this stuff from your ear, then gets sick and just becomes nauseous in front of you. <laughs> just, you kind of hope that your medical professional keeps it keeps it, <laughs> Hold together. it together, man. But, uh, but <laughs> let me let me lance this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh man, oh that's awful. So, how, so that guy, I guess he couldn't hear very well, and that was what prompted him to go get his ears cleaned out. Well, uh, my doctor, when I got my uh, physical, mm-hmm. that I failed, he see you and just went oh! <laughs> <laughs> like, like hold it together, man. Uh, yeah. He told me I had so, a little bit of impacted earwax as well. And mm-hmm. I realized this was because, as a truck driver, well, you probably shouldn't do this, but I often had uh, earbuds in my ears, listening to my uh, iPod, whatever, shows. Um, yeah, so lots of earbud wearing, and I believe it had packed it down in there. He told me, it, it. Could, he it tamped it down. He said it could cause loss of hearing. Really? Yes, if you don't address it. Hello, earwax. This guy, says, get this guy says, this guy says, impacted earwax can cause a number of symptoms, including uh, ear pain, irritation, <laughs> uh, vertigo, hearing loss, tinnitus, and 
occlusion in sound in which sounds such as chewing, breathing, and heartbeat can be heard louder inside your head. Mm. So that makes sense. So if you feel like you're hearing yourself breathe louder all of a sudden, go uh, check out your earwax. Get one of them go candles. See. Get one of them candles. That takes care of it, right? No. Go see your local otorhinolaryngologist. Exactly. He will take care of you. He will take care of you. Odo? Yeah. Like, like, that's like, like the your, guy from Deep Space Nine? Uh, yeah, like your mouth. Oh. Otorhinolaryngologist. Mm. No, Odo is ear. I'm sorry. What am I thinking? Ear, uh, nose, and throat. Ear, nose, and throat. Done. All right. Oh, so that was the that was the banter. That's it. That's literally why you stopped this 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 this. I didn't stop it. Tell me about I air, just, air, I, air I needed to tell you about this guy that had 16 years of accumulation of ear stuff. Okay. Quality stuff. You're welcome. What have you Thank got? You. What have I got? I've yeah. got awards I was going to give out. Well, I want to tell you the first award, we're going to give credit to uh, Bradley Davison, who emailed us and said this should be called the Louvre Award. The Louvre? The Louvre for best art. Because you Louvre it or you leave it? Louvre it or leave it. <laughs> oh, God, help us all. Uh, this is the best art and components award. And out of all the games we played, I think even though we were both kind of lukewarm on this, uh, this game, it was it was nice. I enjoyed it. I think you enjoyed it more than I did. It's a great light game. It's a great family game. But Wingspan had some excellent artwork and some excellent components. And overall, just the presentation of it was really good. Presentation, I would say, yeah. Overall presentation, just art and the eggs, the bird feeder, completely unnecessary, uh, over-the-top production. Mm -hmm. You got to hand it to it. Right. And did you know, fun fact, all the artists were women, and one of them, Beth Sobel, is the one who also did the art on Lanterns, Between Two Cities, Arboretum, and Viticulture. She did the art on Viticulture? Correct. Yeah. Beth Sobel. What? She's actually, yeah. I did not know that. If you go to BethSobel.com, uh, she did World's Fear, which is a J. Alex Cavern game. World's Fair or World's Sphere? Sphere. Fair. Not Sphere, like the Michael Crichton no. book. No, as in Or fair. like an orb. No, World's Fair. Or like the fear of the world, like Armageddon, World's Fear. No. Pandemic, COVID-19. No, that's it. World's Fair, not World's, World's Fair. Fair. More like, uh, here, let's. Uh, who's going to win the award for best mincemeat pies? Right, at the World's Fair. Huh. Uh, but yeah, Wingspan. I'll be Dan Blanchett. Dan Blanchett. So yeah, congratulations, Wingspan. You had good Congratulations. Good you win the prestigious Louvre Award from the board the game Louvre. snobs. That's right. The best two-player game. Mm. This was controversial for us because I went back and forth on this uh, I really liked Undaunted but the more I played Blitzkrieg the more I liked it and plus you have Unmatched which I wanted to play but haven't gotten to so mm. we kind of went back and forth on this but ultimately Blitzkrieg ran out or won out uh, I would have to say so 
It's just so light and airy. Like cheese puffs. It's the cheese puffs of two-player games. And if there's something you could just munch on and enjoy and not think too hard about, it's cheese puffs. Also, a game you want to just munch on, enjoy, not think too hard about, it's Blitzkrieg. I like Blitzkrieg. I really do. It's a good solo, too. So, our best two-player game of the year, Blitzkrieg. Congratulations. Oh, What's the guy? Paulo Mori? Is he the designer? Yeah. Good at you. Is that what they say? Yes. Our favorite light board game now. Mm, again, one where we had some back and forth on. I think it's obvious that in terms of light games, Wingspan kind of fits the bill. It's a nice light game. At this point, it's cliche to say, though. I know, I know, I know. Let's not be cliche. And I didn't want to be cliche. And so I went with a game that I think is both Oh, light. you went with a game? We yes. went with a game. You talking about Yukon Airways? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't just remember which one we decided on. Actually, Wonderful was- World. Oh. Well, either because one. Yukon Airways was a 2.68.18 points over your uh, uh, marking of a light game. I'm calling an audible. Okay. I like Yukon Airways for the right. light game. I think it's... It's kind of got a lot going on for a light game, just saying. It's dice placement, That's which what you I don't told like. me for Godfather, which I called a gateway. Yeah. Well, okay. It in Wonderful World. It can share it. Wonderful World or Yukon Airways. <laughs> These both are really clearly valid awards. <laughs> valid awards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that time where they introduced the gave the Oscar to the wrong yeah. people. And they're like, yeah, Steve Harvey up there just looking around. <laughs> La La Land. <laughs> no man. Did you watch La La Land? Love it. I love it. Love it. That song he sings at the end gets me every time. Every Plus, I love Ryan time. Reynolds, or AKA Ryan Johnson, or AKA <laughs> what is his freaking name? Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> No, it's Ryan Goslin. Ryan <laughs> the Goose Goslin. Uh, and then there's Ryan from the Gamecasters. And uh, Emma Watson? Yep, Emma Watson. <laughs> She's got fascinating eyes. Emma Roberts? Hey, don't tell anybody this. Do not tell anybody this. Go ahead. Don't repeat this. I'm but listening. Bubba, Bubba told me one time we were having this conversation Ooh, regarding right. actors and he told me the most attractive actress to him is is what's her face? Salma Hayek. No, the one that with Ryan Gosling in La La Land. I forgot her name. Emma, Emma Stone. 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 That's her actual name. I just realized that it's not Emma Watson. It's not Emma Roberts. It's Emma yeah, Stone. Emma, St- Emma Stone is the is is Hermogeny or whatever her name is on on <laughs> Mary <laughs> Potter. Monogamy. <laughs> yes, that's right. she yes. is monogamy incarnate. That's, that's who she is. It's it's Harry or nobody, baby. <laughs> I'll never leave you. Your name is Monogamy. I'm sorry. I can't think of her name. I didn't. Hermione. Hermione. Hanane. Hanane. Yes. She liked to whip it. Uh, but yeah, the best light <laughs> game was either Yukon Airways or Wonderful World. I don't remember. We're going to have to move oh, on. Oh, wow. Rough. You went old school as of like four years ago just then. Do you not know how to? I can dab too. 
Oh, dabbing. I never liked dabbing as much as I like Nene. I liked, okay, well, the, you the Nene me thing didn't make. You watch me Nene. I didn't like the whip and Nene you thing. The dab whip, had. Whip. Dabbing was just like one move. You put your nose in your elbow. Big deal. But Yeah, but that's what you do anytime you're about to sneeze. If you dab, it's like, Ooh, yeah, man, sneeze into your elbow. Yeah. That is so pa- it was that is pandemic approved. Right. Yeah, whipping a nene is not. <laughs> what what does that mean? I don't know. It's it's the way kids talk these days. I don't I know. I really hope this is isn't this isn't erotic or nasty or wrong. Let me, let me go get, Let me go get Charday so she can be our translator. Okay. All right. So that's our light game. Wonderful world of Yukon Airways. You can't go wrong. <laughs> Either one. We're choosing two games for one award because it's completely valid. If you want to whip a nene, go with the wonderful world. If you want to dab, Yukon Airways. There Makes you sense. go. All right. Moving on to our heavy game. Our heavy game. Our uh, Ben Maddox award. Because he's very heavy. No, he's not heavy. He's heavy on conversation, if that's what you mean. He is. He's very heavy on conversation. And Alexa's Is your Alexa on? Yeah, it's telling me to take my pills. You heard Ben. Second. She said, oh, you're, you got your uh, schedule set? Yeah, I have my kidney medicine. I gotta take. Oh my god! Hey, well, while you're I taking know. your kidney medicine, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the anti kidney medicine and go get me a refill real quick. Okay, I turn Alexa off. Sorry about that. This okay. is the board game snobs podcast. Hey, hey, banter! Podcast. I'm gonna go get me some uh, drink. Uh time for a commercial. Do you like board games? Do you like podcasts? Do you mind listening to amateurs talk about board games? Surely you don't. If you'd like to listen to more, come over to the Gateway Network. The Gateway Network is kind of a a cabal, a very secret one, of board gaming podcasts, Instagram accounts, and other enthusiasts that ramble and prattle on about board games. None of it's really quality, but it's at least content. The Gateway Network. If you got nothing else, check them out. That was an excellent commercial. I should get into doing commercials. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I was bantering. I was uh, bantering while you were gone. What did you say? Some, uh, I, I did a commercial for the Gateway Network. Uh, Ryan will be very pleased. Not Goslin, but uh, the other Ryan. Or Reynolds? Have you met Ryan? Reynolds? No, the other Ryan, the, run, the one in charge of the Gateway Network. What do you mean, have I met him? Like, have you seen his face? On his Instagram. I haven't seen it yet. Is his face one of dependability? Does he look like somebody we can trust or does he look like, I don't know. Describe him to me. Uh, He's got a beard. He's tall, dark, and handsome as far as I can tell. Like handsome in like the, like a, the old school handsome or handsome in like. No, handsome like. Long haired hippie. Gotcha. Yes, exactly. Okay. Our, our heavy game award goes to. Barrage. Barrage was a great game. It should have won the Golden Geek. It's a great heavy, uh, but it had a, had a problem with its Kickstarter, a mild problem with its Kickstarter. I mean, my uh, vote was uh, City Big Shoulders, but uh, many an emailer, Facebook, Instagram, they all kind of like were in on the Barrage train. And I like Barrage a lot. I do. It's a good game. Great game. So... If you already own Barrage, I would definitely say give City of the BS a great 
uh, give it a gander. I think if you go to their website is where you can find a copy. City of the Big Shoulders. It's kind of like an 18xx game where you're starting companies, investing in them, but also you can own multiple companies, own interest in stock and opponents companies it's and highly if, complicated and if you want to see more big shoulders join my fans only account mm, please if you would like a barrage of harassing emails from gobby begging you to support our patreon please join his friends only we don't have bam, a patreon bam, but i'm working bam, on it bam 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 i need some sort of music to go along with my dance moves are you seeing me my milky white shoulders i've been sitting outside yeah i've seen you I'm I'm saying what are you what what do you don't don't do that. Don't do that. It's terrible. Uh our game of the year. Would you like to announce our game of the year, please? Game of the year. And for the 2019 Board Game Snobs Game of the Year. Rick Don of Kiev. We like Rurik. It's a great game. It's and an it's amazing on, game. It's, well, the Kickstarter's ended by the time that this has came out. But I, I really think it's one of those games that's going to be, be around for years to come. It's accessible. Yes. It's not It's not like ridiculously heavy, although it is a 3.08. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that either. There's a lot of mechanics in the game, mechanisms, but it's not hard to understand. Uh, it's got that auction programming that drives the game. Uh, there's the area control in it as well. Uh, there's some set collection. It's good stuff. It is just a great game that we have crowed about since the first time we played it. It also has a solo version, which neither of us have played. That's why I wasn't comfortable giving a solo award, but Jerry did it anyway. I'm but still... It's 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 got it plays one to four players. I don't know with the the new Kickstarter. It's got an expansion or not? Yeah, I think it adds uh, uh, overall rank fourteen hundred on uh, BGG. Whatever. This is a, a outstanding game from designer Stan Kordonsky, artist Finn Makavinci. Yaroslav, well, there's a lot of stuff on here. I can't, I'm not going to go all that. Publisher Peacekeeper Games, and uh, who's the main publisher that like is on the box? Is yeah. that it? Peacekeeper? Yeah, it's their Kickstarter. They're okay. Like independent. Okay. So there's some more mentioned on here. Uh, Giant Rock, blah, blah, blah. But we'll go with Peacekeeper. Uh, we love this game. And it's it's that's why we declared a light game, a heavy game, and then one that kind of just fits the bill for everybody that we thought was great. Which Ruick is great, yes. So like like I said, it kind of covers all your bases. If you're looking for a heavy game, a light game, family game, two player game, well, that's just like go. if we were to have done this three years ago when we started, I would have given. Game of the Year to The Godfather. It falls in the same category for me. The Godfather? Uh, yeah. Corleone's Empire. It's it's not light. It's not super heavy. Do, I would you don't have, remember. We did this three years ago, and we, we did we give did, it to The Godfather. We did, we did game our personal game, but we didn't do the snobbies. Yes, this we is, did. This is we the did first the game annual. Of the year. You don't you don't remember? We that's did because the, we did the game of the year. That's because coincidentally we agreed that The Godfather was the game of 2017, but we didn't have the snobbies at the time. This we is did, the we did 
This is the first annual Snobbies. I don't know about that. I'm oh pretty God. sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we did it and that we gave it to board game. Yeah, we gave it to the. We I gave think, it to God. I think we just did a podcast in which we listed our games of the year, and Godfather was both our number ones, probably. But I don't even remember. But we have not done this. Are you sure? Yes. It's games of 2018, which is basically what we did. It's episode number 43, and that's where we declared that Godfather was the game of 2018, and that we were feeling out Lorenzo because we hadn't really got it played. And then later we went back and said we really liked Lorenzo. See, like I would say, I, like if I, we were to have redone that now, like we would do a light game, a heavy game. I'd probably give Lorenzo probably on the on the heavier side. I'd give Lorenzo mm-hmm. heavy game of the year. Godfather game of the year because it's accessible. It's right. thematic. It's blah, blah, blah. You know what we need to do? Since we have all these games that we love, we don't have an official list of games that are board game snobbed approved. Like they're games that are in the Hall of Fame, if you will. We need to actually do an episode where a we BGSHF? Go, yes, a BGSHF. That this game is in the Hall of Fame is a game that we truly love. That due to its release or for whatever reasons, it didn't win a Snobby Award, but maybe it's a game that we found out about later, a game that really fits the bill and is adopted into the Hall of Fame. That's what we need to do. Well, I think there are certain games that we tout constantly. Gold West, Barony, Godfather, but need, Lorenzo. But people, people need to know. They need to know about this. Well, hey, what you ought to do is create a website called Board Game Snobs. Oh, wait, we had that. It went defunct because we ain't got time. I ain't got time for that mess. I ain't got time. So, for that so stop talking. I'm just saying we just do a podcast and say, hey, these are the games that are in the Hall of Fame, and we'll keep a running list. Uh, I think the I think our fans would like it. Maybe not our listeners, but our true fans would. Our true fans. We casual listeners. Yeah, we appreciate you. You dirty casuals. <laughs> stop listening. Uh, that's just like under Gates Lil Yang, casual buyers, casual customers, but regular customers, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. We don't want none of this one-time buyer stuff. If you're not willing to listen to us constantly and support our Patreon that we don't have, then we don't want you. But I do need a new, uh, I need a uh, roadcaster uh, a thing for my uh, multiplayer. I, it, don't worry about it. I just need a roadcaster thing. It's on Amazon. It's like $600. We need six hundred dollars. Bucks yeah. for what? Quality equipment's expensive, Jerry. I don't know if you know that because you've never bought any. I, I was paying for the website. <laughs> I pay for the pot beam. That's like twenty bucks. I Are got you- <laughs> I got kidney problems. I'm having to. I had to shut the website down to pay for my kidneys. Oh well, I see where your priorities are. They are. I'm not going to be one of those one kidney losers. <laughs> Enrique. We apologize. Oh, Enrique. We haven't seen or heard from him in so long. He's like a myth at this point, like the phoenix. He'll rise again. Rise again from the ashes. Yeah. I wish this COVID-19 thing would hurry up and get over. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> no pun intended. I just, uh, it's, it's, I'm ready to play games with 
everybody. I'm ready to podcast together in real life. I'm ready to go to conventions. Uh, it, it, I, I miss walking down the halls of uh, you know the hotel, getting ready to go downstairs and play a bunch of games at BGG. It's just I miss it all. As do I. As do I. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. That's all we've got mm, for you. Let's end it, on, end it on a high note. All right. Well, that's going to do it for part two of the Snobby Awards. Whip a nay Bye. <laughs> <laughs>